That's that's great music considering the day we're recording. It's about to not be fire. It's going to be really freaking cold today. I was <laughs> projecting weather vibes. <laughs> we need some fire. This girl's going to need exactly. fire later when it's, you know, negative something and apparently negative something all of the, the week that, you know, next week. Yes. Which will be, you know, in the past by the time this goes out. Maybe we'll have great weather by that time. Well, I think when this one <laughs> hits the streets... Um, it's still supposed to be cold. Okay. All right. There you go. So get some fire. So turn Jennifer Seeds here, Soccer Mom Sunday with JB Anderson. How's it? Happy New Year. I mean, we're actually together in Official the new year. We've recorded the physical manifestation of the new year <laughs> at Mellow Mushroom. We're there. Sunset Hills. I hope you're available a lot of Fridays here because I've booked many guests. I'm no, very no, no, no. My uh, my ding, 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 ding uh, notifications were popping pretty hard yesterday. I'm like, Jesus. You know, was, most people are working. like, I'm going to lose weight in the new year. Or I'm going to change my diet. You're like, I'm booking shows. That's what I did. The Camel X taught me well when I, in the day. I was, a, I was a booking producer. It's like, you got slots. I will fill them with guests. Many times Nate Gatter would get mad at me on, on the Sundays and be like, Jen, you don't have to fill every slot. I'm like, yes, I do. That's what I did. Yeah, I, like, we can talk. I'm like, nobody wants to hear us talk. Let's be, do guests. No, it's <laughs> it's really funny because in in this world, the podcast world in particular, whenever you have such a linear responsibility of having a guest and having a subject over and over and over again, you know, and it, it's it is booking. That is that's that's the fear. Now, most of the time, everybody says yes because it's fun, yeah. right? Especially whenever you're talking about a subject that you like, but. You know, filling that calendar out, calendar out, it just makes it so much easier. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you you were doing it for all. I'm like, I need to do that for a while. So real quick, before we get to our guest who's sitting right here, how was your trip? It looked amazing Um I, Well, I, I, you know, I put the one post out and I kind of jokingly referenced indoor. Remember that from oh, yeah. uh, Return of the Jedi, <laughs> right. Ewoks, because that's where we went. We went to the... Pacific that was, North, it reminded Northwest. me of that. I'm like, they could film right there. Yeah, you know, and I've traveled a lot, seen a lot of things, it, natural beauties to the Coliseum and everything in between. I've never been in a place that felt more spiritual really? in a weird way. The Red yeah, you, yeah, you walk in and you're just, you feel minuscule. You're a microbe. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like these these trees are so wise. I wow. just want to say it, it was really. And I'm not I'm not that kind of Zen, you know, individual where I think mystically. But it's hard not to think or feel mystical. Yeah. When you're there, it was it was amazing. I would yeah. highly recommend to even my boys who are and they're really good. They're not device addicted. They have their devices. They were even I could, I could just tell the body language. They were like blown away by really? the scale. That's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. And then, you know, driving up and down the coast, uh, the one-on-one, you get the chance, go start in, I would start in the mid-Oregon where we did, because it's, uh, you remember the Goonies, right? You oh, saw them, right? Yeah, of course. Remember when the <laughs> ship comes out and you're like, oh, look at that place. It's crazy. Well, I know where it's at now. Really? Mid-coast Oregon. It was, and it all looks like that. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, my aha from, from the Christmas holidays, we did kind of the regular thing, but... Did you, when I say slippers to you, what do you think of? Slippers. Uh, sweaty feet. Sweaty feet. That's what I think of. And, and, and I, you typically think we use them indoor. Uh, yes, I actually know where you're going with this. I, I bet you do, because <clears throat> I'm wrong, apparently. My 15-year-old really wanted, I mean, I'm like, you have a budget. The Uggs? Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, they make her, like, four feet taller than me. And she was going out to school. Them, like, what are you doing? If you wear those outside, you're not wearing them in the house. She's like, uh, I got them to go out in. I'm like, slippers. She's like, yeah. Oh no, no, my. Uh, then she used her money to buy other slippers to walk in the house. She just wants slippers. This is creepy. My 18 year old freshman at Belmont in Nashville, son, same thing, literally in Portland on this trip, bought those. And he came okay. in, I'm like, why'd you buy slippers for the trip? We're not in a, you know, the unit much. He goes, no, these are my shoes. Yeah, they got I'm tread. Like, you're a fool. I mean, they have tread on them. I mean, you're not going to slip and fall. I mean, you're, the back of your heel's going to get cold, but whatever. I mean, might as well wear those bear claw ones. <laughs> That's what I like, put a little extra rub. You look foolish. So all the gifts. I'm like, okay, I didn't know I was buying <laughs> slippers for the outside. 
Yeah. There you go. No, I'm with you. Okay, so enough about this, and and probably need to move to our next guest. Well, let's real quick. I oh. think we we, oh. we 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 need to talk about oh. the previous episode. Uh, two episodes that, that dropped yeah. several episodes ago. The Katie Shields one, right? That's yeah, what you because that's the feedback that we're getting now. <laughs> we got a lot um, of posts, reposts. Well, I think the, the, the two things that I've received in commentary and calls and conversations. Number one, they were all blown away by her professionalism. Oh man, she's uh, they were some of the words that described it was inspirational. She's, uh, you know, she's an ace. Yep. Um, they were just really impressed with her cadence. Um, you know, in conjunction and in, in paralleling it with the actual success of the program, that being Slew Women's Soccer. Yeah. And then the other side of it was when she was addressing, you know, high school versus club. Uh, it was a very direct answer, and it was simple on her side of the fence, that being the women's side of the game. It was real simple. She said, play. Yep. Play high school. Because you're going to get things out of it that you won't get out of club. And, uh, you know, I didn't have anybody, like, negate the argument. You know, because the current landscape. Correct. Me neither. On the women's side, in particular, is not built to tear down her argument and it's a yeah. br- it's just a brilliant episode yeah and she's somebody who's got their vision and their mission and and why her program's so good right everybody's on board we know what we want we know what we don't want she's just fantastic well the, the one other thing i want to take out of it and mention before we move on here is that it, it it's a really good listen if you're going through the process whether you have a kid in sports or not to evaluate what is a good fit school-wise, collegially, especially if you're an athlete and you're looking to play at the next level, because the way she talks about that process from a recruiting standpoint, culture expectations, preseason reading, things like that, it was one of those things. It was was a tutorial. Um, Whether your child is interested in SLU or not, it's a good kind of check to, well, what do I really need to be looking at? What are the questions I need to ask this coach or this admin or this you know, counselor before. And what are they really looking for? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was awesome. Awesome, awesome. Was it time? Let's do it. Okay, so we're, we're you know, I feel like we filled up this month with uh, Camel. I went to the well of Camel X. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> a deep well. There you go. And so we want to welcome Debbie Monterey, who you will hear. It's always mornings now still, right? Always mornings. Okay. When you started, what, what year was that? 2003. Right. I was, yeah. So I, it was my second go around there. I was a producer, an online producer there. You were there. a great producer and, and I was very you. upset that you left. And actually I had, I think I had your first shift on air. Um, I think you were with Doug, right? Mm-hmm. Doug McKelvin yep. in Total Information PM, which is a different than Total Information AM, where you started Oh Dark 30. <laughs> Right. It is very early. Oh very my God. early. By the way, I am also a big fan of slippers. I have a okay. son who wears Uggs, but the clogs, I think that's probably different than the slippers. Oh, I, I didn't and, know. That yeah. was, okay. And now I feel like I have to be somewhat insightful, is, like is, Katie Shields, is, and I have no good information to impart. Oh, the, no, you do. Well, I, let, let, me, let me ask you this. Is the white furry part visible at yes. all? Yes, then around the rim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He wears those to soccer practice generally. Oh, so it's 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 taken the place of slides, yeah. which we used to call flip flops yeah. when yeah. we were playing. JB, there were yeah, slides. No, yeah. I don't even know what slides were. No, they, and they only show. came in one color: navy blue with white stripes. Thank you, Adidas, and yeah. they, they still fit the best to this day, in my opinion. But anyhow, but yeah. So okay, what, slippers yeah, what, to practice. What do you guys think about people that wear slides with white socks? I don't like it. No, no. no what are But we I guess it's okay if you're just done with soccer practice and you've taken off your Is it really soccer shoes. I don't ever, know. Ever? Okay, so if you have long socks on still. You mean like with your uniform socks? Yeah. Yes. Like but you just, yeah. Okay, so we'll give a pass for anything near a game or training. Slides with white socks in public for anything. No. Hard no. no. No, I don't think so. Now that I didn't <clears throat> think to think about that. Oh, I have a very good friend that wears not even the low <laughs> ankles, but like a oh. little bit above the ankle. No. And I'm like, dude. Full knee socks. Yeah. Might as well go for just it. pull them up. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I, awesome. I also just wanted to say, Jen, that you, you left KMOX. We would still hear from you on occasion, but I am just so proud of you oh. and what you have been able to accomplish with... All of your soccer knowledge. Thank you so much. So yes, we have been cheering you on. These from are the some of my, my mentors and idols, <laughs> and uh, and I, I feel super cool because I get on Facebook Messenger because we're old and we use Facebook, and I'm like, hey, 
They're like, we're so proud of you. I'm like, I'm one of them now. I'm so excited. So, so for 10 years, though, you were like, why are they ignoring me on MySpace? <laughs> Considering I didn't get on any social media until I was 40, it, I wouldn't know. I, I, it was my official, I got on right when I turned 40, and it was like, this is a whole new world. Although happy birthdays on Facebook was really nice at the time. Like for that day, I'm like, I'm, thank you. Mm-hmm. I feel like a rock star today. Well, are are you guys are you are you proactive? Were you proactive? Happy, happy birthday givers prior to being reminded every no. day that somebody you kind of know uh, has a birthday. If if they're close, like family, close friends, and I knew it, yes. Otherwise, no, no. I, I would I'm not a card know. sender. I am a notorious card sender. Um, Still. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's even more important now because I I do admit that I have a note card obsession. I tend to buy cards everywhere I go, so I have tons of them. And so people enjoy that. You get a, you get, who gets mail anymore? You hardly get anything in the mail from the mailman. Or it's a bill or a schnooks flyer. And then you get this nice card out of the blue. Just, do you you include copy or you just take the text and sign your name? No, it's like a, 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 just a card, you know? Like, I'm like you think, write with your I cursive? I write with my hands. Right? In cursive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my little guy opens the card instead the other day. He goes, this is hieroglyphics. I can't yeah, read instead it. Instead of with your thumbs on a, on a phone. That is nice, though. With my son, he cannot read cursive. So it, it's like a secret code if I don't want him to know anything. No, I just true. write it in cursive. That's funny. That's mm-hmm. funny. So I want to, like, uh, I, you, you bring up the fact that everybody, when they come on here, if if they're not like a college coach or somebody that's at a high level, like, I don't, I don't really know if I, if I could do that. And it, trust me when I tell you your perspective, everybody's going to hear. And I'm just going to read one of your perspectives <laughs> that I follow on Facebook. I'm going to combine two of them. One of them started with, sorry, can't have soccer, which is a common phrase. We all grew up if you played. I mean, whoever or, patents or that, that. Yes. and puts it on a bumper sticker. Everywhere. And then a post that says, when you end up missing your holiday party because your soccer practice drop-off to Far West County ends up taking almost two hours thanks to ridiculous rush hour traffic, at least you can be thankful for a few moments of a pretty sunrise. And I'm like, can we all relate in one way or the other? I I did miss my company party. Actually, by the time I got back downtown. I was not invited. What the hell? I know, that's rude. Dang it. Um, it's for contractor. I'm trying to remember where what was that the it was at Budweiser at Anheuser Busch at the beer garden or whatever. Yeah. So by the time I got back to the city limits, I was so road ragey, <laughs> and there was only about 20 minutes left of the Merry party. Merry freaking holiday! Exactly. I was like, I just have to go home. I'm so angry right now. You're like bah humbug, right. bourbon. Because I live in the city, <laughs> so for me to have to drive to Crevecourt Soccer Park all the time, it's. You it's have provided beautiful sunset <laughs> pictures of deer as you walk and you wait for soccer yeah. practice to be over. Yeah. I think, you know, you should go into photography. It, it, is, it is funny because the, the whole uh, logistical reality of how it defines soccer parents, because I have a lot of friends and peers that are in the city. I lived in the city a long time. Now I'm in Webster, which is city light, you know, because we're mm-hmm. eight minutes from everything. Um, but you can tell the looks on their faces whenever uh, the weather's bad or if the, if the coach keeps them an extra two minutes, the, the city parents are like, what the hell are they doing? We got to get out of here. Honk, honk. <laughs> gotta go. We got to get out of the county fast. Well, and I have that added pressure of I have to get up so early. Oh, God. So when do you get up, by the way? Like I, well, three? Three? Yeah, three. <gasps> My alarm goes off at a quarter to three, but then I just sort of. I used to set three alarms when I had to cover the, the producer spot for, the, for Chris Myhill yeah. in the morning. Oh, yeah. Because I was so paranoid I'd miss it. it. It is awful. But he had a practice for months that started at eight. It went from eight to nine thirty, and I would what fume? Wait, fume? Oh, PM? PM? The, the late, the late one. I'm yeah. like, does no one have to get up in the morning? <laughs> does no three, one have to drive three. home? <laughs> <laughs> so I would like you to tell. So besides being on Camox News, um, you're you're not you're not from St. Louis, right? Is that right? No, I I grew up in Chicago. Yes, because you remember when you came to X, it was you were moving yeah, as well. But I kind of have lived all around. So from Chicago, I went. I moved to Missouri to go to college. So I went to Truman State before it was Truman State. Back in the dark ages, before the <laughs> internet, when it was Northeast Missouri State, and it was truly the end of the earth. <laughs> I'm like, where am I? 
Um, and then I moved to um, I moved to St. Louis for a while and interned at Channel Five, and then moved to Greenville, South Carolina, and did radio, and then to Madison, Wisconsin, and then to Columbus, Ohio, then back to Madison, oh, wow. and then back to St. Louis to oh, work wow. at KMOX. That's right. And then you've been here ever since, twenty years. And when you, but but not a soccer mom until no. as of late. Did you play? By the way, I like, never please, played. Okay, I was okay. Sure. I. Never thought about soccer, watched soccer, played soccer, ever. What, what, what part of Chicago did you grow up in? Well, in the city, in Albany Park, and then we moved to the northwest suburbs. So I went to high school in Arlington Heights. And I don't even know if my high school had a soccer team. Like, I have zero recollection of soccer in my life at all. Uh, FYI, they did. But, they were pretty well, good. They were big. Yeah. Well, this was, I'm really old, so I don't know. Maybe not. Um, I know that my dad, who grew up in Europe, was a big soccer fan. But he never got to watch it because it was never on TV or anything. Right. And right. he never got to follow it. So he was excited <laughs> when they would start actually showing the World cup he'd be Whoa. all into it and everyone would ignore him they, okay, would, they would start they would show the world cup but then none of the uh, at least in st louis uh, but probably around the uh, the country could pronounce the foreign names correctly theory henry was not his name theory henry theory henry <laughs> will not name the broadcaster theory names. guy <laughs> theory henry i was like oh my yeah. god well, so, so, yeah. so then my my introduction to soccer and i am not joking was when my daughter started playing soccer for St. Margaret oldest, of Scotland, right? right. Yeah. When yeah. she was four. So quick frame of reference, uh, ages, um, where, age, sex, how many, have, let's let's do a little bio real quick. I have a, a daughter who is 19, who is a freshman at Kendall College in Chicago, and she played CYC through eighth grade and then played, she went to collegiate school of medicine and bioscience in the city and played soccer for her high school team. And then I have a son who is currently in eighth grade, and he's also played CYC since he was four. Um, but just kind of recently has become a club soccer player. And Yes, is, I was told that I needed to hear this story. Yeah, he, I mean, he's kind of blown me away. So I'm very proud of him. So how did it come, up, come about? Just and many times it comes about from playing CYC, uh, a certain level of athlete kind of separates themselves from the pack. They either you know need more and or want more. Is that kind of how it went? He, could, I, I think probably when he was in third or fourth grade, some of his friends started playing clubs. So he started pestering me to play club. And my attitude was, we don't need to do that. That's just expensive and time consuming. And I, we're not doing that. Not untrue. <laughs> um, that is an and yeah. statement. <laughs> So I kept saying no, and then um, we did actually do a kick around with one club, and it was a terrible experience. Why? Well, should I say the club? I don't know. I don't want to out anybody. Yeah, I mean, they, all, they it's all cannibalism anyway, sure. and at the end of the day. So he finally convinced me, Mom, I want to do a kick around with my friend's team. He plays for Ajax, and we're going to do this kick around. So we go, and I don't know, I don't know anything. I'm emailing the coach. He's not responding, <laughs> and he, you know, so we show up, and Beck is practicing with the team, and I think he looks pretty good. And so I'm trying to get the coach's attention, and he's totally ignoring me, and I email him again. Do we come back? What, what do we do? So we come back for the next one. He has another great practice. And and still, I'm, I don't know. I honestly have no idea. What is the process Am here? I welcome when Am I show I, up? What, what, do do I, what do I do? So I'm emailing, email, emailing, and he finally says, well, uh, Beck has some natural talent, but he has a lot to learn. And if he were to join our team, he would spend a lot of time on the bench, which would be good for him to observe the other players and learn. How old was he <laughs> then? This was fifth grade. Wow. Whoa. That's pretty cutthroat. I mean, yeah. I, it was so I mean, rude that I thought, well, thank you for your honesty. Clearly, yeah. I will not be joining this team. And I thought I, when I told Beck, he was clearly crestfallen because he thought he had done really well. So then both of us hated club soccer. We're like, well, they're not doing that. That's terrible. So you thought. So I thought. <laughs> but then he, you know, he will bring up a name that you've already brought up. Um, so, well, a friend of his who played club soccer... His dad kept saying all the time, Beck needs to be in club. He needs to be in club. He's really good. And I'm like, nah, no, we're not doing that. And then Chris Myhill kept Chris after Myhill, me. Because total information AM producer yes, who would always take vacation and I would have to fill in. Right. <laughs> whose son is one of the best high school soccer players in the state right now. He wow. gets ranked all the time. Like he just got written wow. up in the post-dispatch. He's really good. So when Chris kept bugging me, I was like, okay, fine. And... So Chris's son was playing for River City at the time, and then this friend's son was playing for River City. So I said, okay, well, we'll try River City. And it was the best experience because 
it was kind of a new club, a smaller club. The coach was fantastic. All the parents were great. It was just like easy to, I still didn't know what was going on, but you know, it was just really easy to, really easy and comfortable. And he immediately excelled. Like his first two games, he scored six or seven goals, was their player of the week. And because he had some potential. Yeah. And <laughs> so I was like, wow. And the more he played, the more I could obviously see that club was going to take him to a level that CYC was never going to take him to. But already he he said, you know, he had it all figured out. He knows everybody who plays in every, I mean, he probably knows your kids. He knows everyone who plays MLS uh, MLS Next. He knows, like, you know, all these kids in Lou Fuse and Gallagher. He knows everybody. So he's constantly working it. Mom, I want to try get him out. Together I want to try with Liam. out. He's the same way. Oh, he, know, yeah. I don't, he knows everyone. So he kept bugging me about Gallagher and um, freaked out because he thought he missed the tryouts, but he apparently didn't. So he tried out and he made their ECNL RL team, but he kept saying, um, I'm not happy with that. I want to make ECNL. I want to make ECNL. <laughs> and I'm like, these kids have been playing for Gallagher since they were like four. Three, three, and three probably literally three. just walked on. Like, I think this is good. And then he played on a tra- trap team. How, how old was he at that time when he m- moved over to and made the e- the RL team? Um, just, this, just this past year, 2023. So he played okay. for River City for maybe a year, year and a half. And then so made... trap, that puts him at eighth grade. Right. Yeah. So he played on a trap team in the fall. And the whole time, he's saying, I'm going to get moved up to ECNL, Mom. I'm getting moved up. I'm getting moved up. And I'm like, slow your roll. You haven't even played a single RL game yet. Not a single one. You don't know. I got dreams, Mom. And... Before he ever played an RL game, he goes, they moved me up. I'm ECNL. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? We're going to Las Vegas. Oh, my God. Okay. Jeez. Uh, so, I- <laughs> And you're like, I thought we just had to buy T-shirts and popcorn, <laughs> not plane tickets. It's been crazy. So the learning curve for me has been crazy. As a person who never followed soccer and never was into club soccer and suddenly I I, I am in the you thick of it. You are in. You are driving to practices. You're stuck in traffic. You're trying to book flights. Oh my gosh. Hotel. Yeah. Uh, pay to, you know, pay to play tournaments and all that stuff. Yeah. So, it, it's so, a lot. So have you felt like an accelerated kind of expectation on yourself to, to really learn the landscape more? <laughs> you know, given that he's trapped you know, everybody, for the most part, knows what that means. Um, you know, um, because my son is a freshman who's also trapped. He's an 08. Um, and we're already in the process as a freshman. College lists, et cetera. I mean, you're, you're 12 months out. Uh, you know, having not been integrated with the sport prior to this transition at the level that you are, are you catching yourself like really leaning into it or are you just reacting to this data and these expectations that are flying at you in real time? Wow. Yeah. I, I do feel like very overwhelmed by all of it. You know, I mean, I'm doing this all on my own. Just, it's just beckoning me. <laughs> and so just your daughter's like, I'm out. I'm in yeah, Chicago. See I mean, <laughs> at least I had her to help drive a little bit. And then she went away to college. So it's just me trying to figure this all out. And I don't, as a newbie to club, I don't feel like they're always that great about, could you send me like a fee schedule of what I'm going to pay? And what are the expectations? <laughs> and when are the practice? Like, I, I constantly feel like I'm, I don't know what's happening, you know? Um, so I'm still trying to figure that out. And one day early on, in Beck's trap season, he turned to me on the way home and he goes, Mom, I'm really going to need you to step it up, okay? Like, I'm really going to need you to learn more about the game because I need to discuss strategy with you. Like, other kids' parents, they talk about the games and the practices all the way home. I'm going to need you to step it up. And I'm like, God, I'm doing my best. You should trade wow. with somebody, a player who doesn't want to analyze the game <laughs> and let your son ride with the parent who just has yeah, to talk it, about it. It's funny because she's by default not realizing she's, you she, are one, actually doing yeah. the right thing yes. by not talking That's about right. it. As opposed to parents that are like, you know, why would you make that why pass? And, you know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a weird dichotomy because, you know, it's rare that you have a kid that's like, I really want to break this stuff down after the fact. Um, have you seen just with kind of the, the crest or the titles or the acronyms of the league and the team that he's making, is his, do you think it's just his interest is increasing? Is his love increasing at the same time? for the game or is it just kind of a challenge i think in a way it was good that he hadn't played club 
for so long because he's so into it now, and all of this is really driven by him. I'm not driving this at all because if it were up to me, we wouldn't be doing it. JB, <laughs> so a great theme we've heard. He's he's phenomenal, very self motivated, and he does have some friends who have played club since they were practically babies and are in high school now and want to quit because they're over it. So I kind of think early on he'd say, Mom, I really wish we had started club so much sooner. I would be so much higher. And I'm like, I think you're doing pretty well considering, you know, like you're easy and L right now. And that's, you know, but I had to learn what that meant. I didn't even know. I'm like, what is easy and L? I don't understand. What's RL? What's happening? I don't, I don't get it. I don't know any of this stuff. What do you, you don't know the acronyms? I didn't know. There are any so many it. more. Just so you know. There's so many. There's so many. Um, so, yeah, I really feel this is driven by him. He's super interested. When he wanted to keep moving up and he had this whole thing mapped out, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but just tell me where I need to take you. And, you know, you tell me when the tryouts are and I will make sure that you're there. So that was basically my role. But clearly it needs to be more because I haven't stepped it up enough. Well, I, well, <laughs> I think I, you're doing great. Yeah, honestly. you know, and what I love is like this, this kind of uh, uh, paradox of, you have a proactive child that is like doing the homework for you, right? These are the dates, the tryouts. These are the kick rounds I need to go to. This, you know, that's very, very proactive in the process. We're on the other side. How many parents do we know that you now know as well that all of that is being driven by the parent and the kid is kind of reacting to the parent's expectation? Do, do, you, do you have conversations with your son about his expectations or are you just reacting in real time to this process? Oh, he talks about soccer all the time. So he definitely has a plan. He wants to play high school, but he still wants to play club in high school. Remember, um, did you say his high school was? Well, we don't know for sure yet, oh, but okay. we're, we're fairly sure he will be going to Chaminade. Okay. Um, so he wants to... Well, they're going to want him to play high school. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> It, it, that, that's a process too. Not having grown oh, up in yeah. St. Louis, that whole process <laughs> is so stressful. So that's another reason yeah. I feel like yeah. having to have just gone through this whole college process with my daughter, just she and I trying to figure this all out and all that that entails, and then him with all of his soccer stuff and trying to figure out all this club stuff, and then now high school and getting up at three in the morning and doing your uh, job to right. pay for soccer. So, right. so my, my brain hurts. So a you're lot saying of the you time. drink heavily. I do. I do drink. I know. I'm like, I'm not going to drink tonight, but maybe just a cocktail because a little, holy yeah. shit. a little bit, a little bit. I'm not going to drink it all tonight. <laughs> just most of it. So have you gotten, you know, in your time with parents um, and not that you, we're not looking to throw anybody on the bus. Have you seen like the, like, are you like, I am obviously a, a new person in all this and have been maybe helped out or see maybe some things from veterans, maybe those of us who have played and have big expectations of our children? And how, how has that gone on the sideline? I have been pleasantly surprised. Awesome. Really. And maybe it's just because I'm always looking for the positive and I tend to ignore the irritating people. But Well, in your job at KMOX News, I, I know you have to do that. <laughs> um, like I said, at River City, I had such a great experience. I loved those parents. I didn't want Beck to try and move up because I was like, what about me, though? What I mean, what people? about me? I like these people. I like these people. <laughs> and and so they were, they were all great. Um, and I was a little nervous because when Beck was playing for River City, we had a couple of bad experiences playing teams that were from other clubs and I thought I don't even want to deal with those parents I bet they're all horrible but like I said they've so far been great and and very welcoming and I um because my son is my son when we were in Las Vegas it was really my first chance to meet a lot of the parents because he was on this trap team and I didn't know I didn't really bother to get to know anyone because I didn't know Who's gonna right? Who's gonna be on his team? Is he gonna be on RL? Is he gonna you know? I so it, that was my first chance really to get to know people, and I was keeping notes in my phone, you know, like <laughs> this is so and so, his dad is so and so. Hey, after this, this so episode and so, drops, mom. and they all walk up, uh, can I see your phone, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't know anybody either. <laughs> yeah, but they, I, I really, everyone's been fantastic, and then one of the parents is also his. Um, he plays indoor, of course, as well, because we can't get enough soccer. Um, is his coach for that. And yeah, I think for the most part, everybody's been really welcoming and, and very helpful. What's his dream? Does he does he know at this point he wants to, you said play high school, he wants to 
I'm thinking if he adores the MLS and adore, he want to go to that level or just want to, right at the moment, maybe play college? Does he know? I don't know that he knows. I think he would right now. He, he just would, wants to get the highest team he can. Yes, right? he wants to just keep moving as high as he can move. And he would love to play in college if that happens, oh. if that works for him. I don't know if it will. I mean, I've told him, like, back. I know got people who are amazing soccer players, and they don't get offers or they, they don't get to that high-level school. Well, so. I mean, that's really kind of a – that's an old trait here. <clears throat> you know, you're, you're – to a degree, a long-term transplant, you know, and you were just joking about St. Louis's uh, unique high school environment and how you're navigating that. But in the soccer world, literally hundreds and hundreds of these kids every year graduate that could play collegiate soccer organized, you know, at NAIA, D3, D2, et cetera, but play club and go and they just, they, they don't care. So like these kids... And through the process of these shows, this show and, and our other show, like, I, I, I love how you're approaching this. Like, I'm sitting here listening to you describe this real-time story of it, it blooming on you. And I love how loose you've been with it because it, so many parents are alphas in this process. So when it does come to their expectation with college, et cetera, it sounds like your son's already going to do the due diligence. Probably in six months, he's going to bring you a list of power conference schools. Oh, he'll show me on his Instagram. <laughs> like, this guy just yeah. got a D1 offer. This guy, you know, so he, but you know, it's that ownership, right? Yeah. So, so he owns it, right? Yeah. Because you don't know enough to own it at that point. Uh, it's how I feel it, about wrestling with Liam. I, I don't know Jack about it. I'm like, did, did you get, was that two points? Who got the points? I don't, did you do something good? It looked like you did. I mean, but you wait, your, you were on your back, but you got yeah, a point. How'd that work out? And like, you, you look like you're, and he's like, I did a good job. I'm like, I thought he was kicking your ass, but okay, yay, you go. <laughs> so I'm so, I'm so ignorant about the technicalities of the sport. I didn't wrestle. Um, it wasn't available at the time, but I think in some ways that's a blessing. For, you did, for but Liam. there just weren't points for what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I just, yeah. I'm just okay. Listen, Listen, it took me a moment. <laughs> Where was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday morning. Um, so, JB, damn it. Um, oh, yeah. So, I was, I'm so, I don't really know. And so sometimes I feel bad because I'm like, I see other parents like telling their kid and I feel like that kid's getting an edge because dad probably wrestled and knows I'm I'm like yay go get him (laughs) and and it's kind of it's so opposite from soccer where I have to bite my tongue and because I'm like coaching things and I know some things but I don't really know what his coach wants I think it's kind of the ignorance is bliss is kind of nice in a way well and as far as Beck playing I have people coming to me saying your son is so good and I'll think is he oh my gosh thanks because I know he's like I know he's good but I still don't know enough about the game and him versus other people in his position because he's kind of moved around a lot like I just don't feel like I know enough to know how good he is do you know what I mean yep so when other people and the coach is telling him you know you're doing an amazing job and we're moving you up I'm so glad because I I, it's much better than being that parent who has these incredibly high expectations and thinks my son is the best and he should be, you know, doing this and that. And so it's all just been a really pleasant surprise for can, me. Can, let me ask you a question, just kind of your take, your impression on, you know, not long ago, you, you guys were early in the process. He's playing CYC. He's having fun. It's clearly a specific, unique environment, that being CYC rec. Um Fast forward to Vegas, and you're out there at the ECNL showcase. Uh, the, the 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 volume, the clubs, the facilities. How is how is like the experience treated you? Like how are you reacting to the optics of the scale and and kind of what he has now worked himself into? Well, his CYC games are often in city parks that are <laughs> lumpy and dusty and void of grass. <laughs> Yes. Um, Start there, right? Yeah, so we'll start there. And sometimes when we would play schools out in the county, I'd think, oh, this is how people in the county play. Okay, they got really nice fields out here. And then he starts playing club, and I'm like, oh, these are really nice fields. Okay. It really was eye-opening to be at that ECNL showcase because every all these kids were amazing. I mean, every team was so good, and the level of play was 
astounding. So it was kind of an eye-opener for me uh, to think he's come, he's come this far from playing with his little buddies in a, in a dusty field in South City to here we are in Vegas. Um, the one field we played at was not great. We played at two different fields. So In the, Vegas, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, it was... Uh, there was actually... There were actually people from... from City there apparently because mm-hmm. one of them was talking to Beck on the sidelines. He goes, "This guy from City came and talked to me," and I was like, "Who was it? Do you know his name?" Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's good news. Um, but it was, it, it it did kind of what the thing that did concern me was thinking to myself, "What about?" Because this this is an expensive undertaking, as you both know. What about the kids who are amazing, whose parents can't fly them to Las Vegas, whose parents can't afford the $2,500 fees and the uniforms? Because it's killing me. You know, yeah. Every time they tell me, so, uh, wait, I have to pay what? Didn't I just? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm like, my credit card just got billed again. Right. I don't, what, what was this for? But I can do it. I mean, it, right. it, it, it's not <laughs> yeah. fun. Yeah, when you walk on the Southwest and they're like, oh, hi, JB. <laughs> <laughs> you just know, oh, yeah. this soccer. I can no, but do it, it, but I do, it did make me think about how many kids can't do that. Yeah. Or how and many families can't do you've that. You've identified one of the major problems with oops, with uh, club ball and, and, and play in, in our it's, in, it's it, institutional. Yeah, it's it really very is. institutional, and it's it's a problem that, and, and you spoke of city, right? Uh, your son speaking to somebody from city. One of their, um, I think it's called City Futures. They have a couple of reach programs, you know, and they've got those mini pitches around because what they're looking to do is not only one, you know, have the game, you know, available and accessible to play, right? Like, what what a great sport to like, you know, all you need is a ball for the most part. Um, you don't even have to have shin guards. I, we, we, we didn't even practice with shin guards a long time ago. So um, to do that, but they're also trying to identify talent that wouldn't normally make it to a kick around in an expensive facility or expensive club. So that is one thing uh, that definitely I think you're, it's funny, it's, it's interesting to hear you identify that as somebody who didn't grow up at doing it and we know inherently that's a problem with do, the system. Do you think a big part of that though, your realization or kind of that take, it, your experience of living in the city, you you know, your daughter went to a city STEM school. Um, you're, you're you're a lot closer to many that don't have than you know team peers that are from town and country. Oh, I mean, sure. we just call spade a spade. Yeah, um, I kind of have the best of both worlds, I guess, because we live in South City in this nice neighborhood. I know some people who never go into the city think, are there nice neighborhoods oh, in the city? No. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a Tower Grove guy. Oh, well, that's so. where I live, Tower Grove South. Like yeah. kickball there. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Tower Grove Park is our is our backyard, and it is lovely. Blackthorn Pizza. Abs- yes, oh, I'm just a block yes, and a half I've from there. That. Takes way too long, though. You have to. We, we were on uh, Utah in spring. Okay. We're on Utah. That that is four blocks from where I am. There you go. Yeah, so it is lovely. So there are a lot of people who have money and you know double income doctors and lawyers who live in South St. Louis. So there's that, but then. You know, half a mile away is Dutchtown, which is the complete opposite. You can go four blocks south. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just to the the schnooks on Grand. Yeah, and, and uh, it's a wonderful experience. Um, so, <laughs> so I've seen that, you know. And then now that he plays club, and he has so many friends who live in West County who are so incredibly wealthy, and he kind of has that perspective of understanding what his friends completely take for granted that he doesn't take for granted because he's gotten to see both sides of it living in the city. Wow. Well, speaking of city also, um, he a fan of the MLS team in of town? Course. Excited? Because I think you posted that he's, you guys have been to games. I don't yeah, know if you well, could go because maybe you have a morning show. <laughs> I, I've been to one city game, believe it or not, only one. And that was the one that was freezing, freezing cold early oh, on the in first, the last season. Yeah. Oh, it was girl, so I was cold. dying. I was still running around the stadium at that point, and I was so cold. Oh, it was, it was so awful. cold. And then I went one other time when the U.S. women's team was yes. here. I bought tickets. Um, my daughter, I brought my daughter because she really wanted to see the stadium. And then thanks to T-Mobile, we got the free MLS season on Apple TV+. Plus. So my daughter was, she watched more games than I did. I think she watched really? almost every single city game. Yeah. Does he have a favorite, they have favorite players? 
Oh, uh, I think she's probably a big fan of Berkey because he's hmm. that's, that's dreamy. Surprising. You can say it. That's surprising. Right. He's very <laughs> handsome. Her, also, her 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 other great love is Jordan Bennington. So I think maybe oh, she also a, has a thing for goalies. It's a goalie thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a question for you. I mean, you've spent uh, how many years at KMOX? Twenty. <clears throat> Twenty years. Um, obviously, St. Louis is a baseball town. You know, the Cardinals, et cetera, and KMOX's role in their history. And, I think and they've been hand in hand since the dawn of yeah, time. No, Car- Except for that one weird part when the Cardinals left us for another station yeah. and then immediately came back when oh, that contract I forgot expired. about that, actually. So that was five years where they were gone, and then they came right back. Yeah. Um, so, so my question is this. You, you've been front row to an institution that supports an institution, that being the Cardinals, uh, for long enough to see kind of how special that is. Compare and contrast this past year and the relationship with Odyssey and the offices there and with City being part of that network um, and knowing that St. Louis is a soccer town. We obviously as fans supported it to the nth degree. They clearly outkicked their coverage in their performance last year. Did you did you notice like a vibe? Was there kind of a your own take or compare and contrast of the Cardinals and the city and now city and the city through that KMOX lens? Well, it's it really is amazing to have a close relationship with the Cardinals, which was hard for me because I grew up in Chicago. If you can imagine, I grew up a Cubs fan and then I moved to. So the you're Voices a masochist. Of, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but it's an amazing organization, uh, and KMOX is obviously very proud to be part of that. And I didn't know, like, I really didn't know, because even though my kids played soccer, I didn't pay any attention to professional soccer. I had no idea exactly how huge City would be. I mean, I could tell from the rallies that we would cover when they were just unveiling the colors. I thought, oh my City goodness, red. this is crazy. So it, yeah, in the north side in her, she's like, that's pink. <laughs> so I, I loved all of that. We obviously covered it all. And I know that the, that the company, the station worked really hard to get that partnership with City and to make sure yeah. that they didn't go somewhere else. And I, I think that our success with what we've been able to do with the Cardinals kind of informed City with what we could do with yeah with that coverage, you know, that, uh, that other stations really just couldn't provide. Um, my, my internal perspective was, you know, I can get Cardinals tickets anytime I want. I can get them. I can almost sometimes get Blues tickets, too, even though we don't even have the Blues anymore. So my daughter kept asking me all the time, can you get tickets to the City game? No. <laughs> Good luck. She's like, why not? Don't, doesn't the station get tickets? Yes, and they don't go to me. <laughs> I don't get any free tickets to City. Um, but I also think that Carolyn Kindle has done just a great job of being super accessible and just like a very approachable person that has been more than willing to come on KMOX or Y98, which carries the games and... Um, I think that they just really did everything right and so intentional that obviously you knew more before I knew, both of you, how big this would be and how important it would be. But even still, they were so intentional with the way they designed this, this you know, how they wanted to be downtown and how they wanted to connect with different people and who the DJ would be and how they wouldn't use plastic and how they would incorporate all of these different community organizations. I really found that to be one of the most impressive things. For them to be that intentional about so many of the seemingly small things, yeah. as opposed to most, I think, teams would just focus on the players and... Yeah, ticket sales. And, and ticket sales. Yeah. That everything was so intentional to bring the community into it. Even people who may not have liked soccer got into it because it was just fever pitch. Yeah. And it was so exciting. I teased uh, Tom Ackerman and I teased Matt Pauly about it. It just gives them one more thing to have to know things about, right? right? Like, un- <clears throat> of course, I, I'm a Cardinals fan and I follow that, but I don't report on any of that. So I don't have to have those stats in my head or know the players the way they, they do or what deals are going down. But, you know, 
uh, I have a hard time just keeping up with City itself, but those guys, when they do like the, the sports reports in the morning or the sports on a Sunday morning with Tom, you know, have just one more thing that they've got to know a lot of facts about. Ugh. Just add to sport. We got, you know, college basketball, of course. And, yeah, and, and Tom Ackerman and, will drive yeah. to Indiana, call a game, <laughs> and then drive back and be in the studio with me in the morning. Yeah. Like, you're insane. Great. He is insane. You're nuts. <laughs> have, have you started to like through this process and what we're talking about right now, the the love affair for the game and then specifically with City and what they did and the intentional nature of so many of the decisions that they made were really about the community down to the architecture, right? Um, talk about your West County soccer field experience and, and wh- how that comes into this whole analysis because... You know, when you say, when I talk to people from around the region, country, et cetera, and, and I try to, like, advocate for St. Louis soccer, I'm like, you don't get it. It's, it's, it's not just a youth sport here. It is culture. You know, because you go out to West Creve Corps on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, thousands of people are out there with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of kids playing. Oh, and then you look across and you yes. see the, the Lou Fuse Fields are down there, and, sport and then port. sport ports over there. Everywhere yeah. you look, there are soccer fields. And then fields. corn. So being a <laughs> and then corn. So, <laughs> so being a pseudo transplant, long-term transplant, and now spending that much time, it, how how would you describe soccer community to a newbie? If somebody else were to move into town with a young teen, older young child, and they were like, "What's soccer like here?" As in the position that you're in, how would you describe it? Well, I would say this is a very soccer crazy town, and I didn't really know that for a long time, not having been involved in it the way I am now. I mean, I have since learned how many amazing players come out of St. Louis and go on to great college careers, professional careers, that it is such a feeder city for soccer talent. Um, And just knowing that, you know, with my experience now of club soccer, there are soccer park which now uh feels like <laughs> Home such part a, two. a short drive i'm <laughs> happy like oh we're at soccer park now creep court thank god um so much shorter i never thought i would say a drive to fenton was a short a, a short little jaunt but it's hard to get out of that place at 5 30 on a weeknight oh, yeah. because there's 700 children there practicing <laughs> um it has blown it's blown me away so yeah i would tell people you know you really have to see it to believe it the the soccer community is incredibly large and incredibly passionate and obviously all fed in because this you you'll laugh at this but five years ago or so when they were talking about trying to get this mls team i thought to myself if you are spending all of your time taking your kids to soccer games, do you really want to spend your off time watching a soccer game? Like, I would never do that. I would never do that. Yes. And, and, now, and now I'm like, do you have tickets to a city game? Can I, can I go with you to a city game? You're going for a completely different reason. I have to ask you, before I forget, has your son educated you on, like, eat positions? And, like, is he giving you, like, the techni- technical, oh, yeah. the tactical? And oh, what yes. numbers does he play? Do you know? And we didn't I didn't grow up with numbers, by the way. I know. I didn't either because he goes, he sa- I, I go, well, what, what does he do? He goes, he's a 10. I go, what's a 10? Ugh, mom. <laughs> this, okay. this is like a who's on first. Okay. He's a 10, mom. Yeah. No, he, his number's yeah. 13 he, on his shirt. He, he's a false nine. Yeah. Okay, mom. So he's a six. Okay, mom. He's like, you know, drawing it out on his hand. Okay, so, and I still, I just go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Are you like in the middle? Are you in the front? So are, are you, you in the like back? by the goalie? Or are you like moving towards like... Um, so he's a wing back right now. Oh, there you go. Okay, so that's lingo I grew up with too. Uh-huh. I'm like, Myron will give me a number. I'm like, damn it, which, which number? Where try, is that again? Try sweeper. The, the, yeah, oh, sweeper <laughs> stopper. Yeah, he was a striker when he was with River City, and then he was playing midfield. So he's kind of moved around a lot, um, but he's super fast. He is like the fastest kid. Um, and and this is not a joke. He is probably he runs track too for CYC, and he is pr- the second fastest kid in all of CYC track. There's only one kid who ever beats him in the hundred and two hundred. Although he did win first in the four hundred this past year. Are you? And it, this is a question, and we often get sometimes too. Uh, is he? Uh, 
it's a lot of times when kids get that focus, right? They want to specialize very quickly. Does he want to to stay multi and like do other things, which makes a typically a better athlete, but it's challenging. I think he likes it because yeah. um, they they stuck him on defense for a while, and I and somebody said, oh, Beck's not. A parent said, I don't know, is Beck gonna like that? And. I asked him later, I'm like, did you mind that they stuck you in defense? He's like, no, mom, somebody had to help. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. So he, yeah, I I don't, I'm, I'm trying to remember now. His coach had him play a different position at practice yesterday, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> but it was the first time he, he goes, I was getting kind of smoked at first, mom, but then I got the hang of it, and then I did a really good job. I had a great practice. And I'm like, okay, good. I don't remember what it was. Is so. he going to try to keep doing other sports as well? For a, for a while, um, I'm making him do track. <laughs> um, this hey, you said spring. he's fast. Yeah, he is really fast. He was playing basketball since second grade, so I was his assistant basketball coach since second grade, and then he didn't want to play this year. So I didn't push him because I thought, well, if you don't want to play, then I don't have to coach. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't have to drive <laughs> to anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so coming from from your your just your perspective is so interesting because like fifth grade, right? Fifth grade in club was his first. Mm -hmm. Like that's a year later than when I started club, and I was like fourth. That was kind of the norm, fourth-ish grade. So I mean, that might have been of, sixth. I think it was sixth that's grade. That's kind of like, a, not a, no alarm bells, but it's kind of late. It is. Because club, you know, it's easy to get your Friday night lights at Gallagher, Fuse, or wherever. And, you you know, your kids just run around and somebody herds them. And you can, you know, hang out and do those things. Uh, coming from this far, like if you had a, a new parent that was kind of bright-eyed and bushy-tailed like yourself and knew nothing, what are your, like, if you could go back and, like, if there's somebody new, what would you tell them? They were like, oh, my God, I don't even know what I'm doing with this. Um, wow. I, I'm not sure what I would tell I think them. We, JB and I and other people, we kind of take for granted and we think, oh, everybody knows. There's, I mean, it's not that it's not hard, but we kind of know what the process is. But you came in not knowing. I came in cold and no one explains anything to you either. <laughs> I mean, really, what? no one does. There's bad communication. <laughs> like, could there be a sheet, like just an informational sheet? Where am I supposed to go? What am I doing? Where are the practices? When does it start? When does it end? You know, it, um, yes, it was. It, was it never ends, Debbie. It never. That's what I discovered. <laughs> so, you know, it, it never, never ends. ends. <laughs> because CYC ended. And by the way, my son's team were they were CYC champions. Oh, undefeated season. It was pretty amazing. Um, so then people would say, oh, so you get a break now. You're done. No, because apparently they still play in blizzard conditions and constantly, and it never, ever ends. But I didn't know that either. I right. kept saying to my son, when are we done here? When are we done? He goes, Mom, we're not done. I'm like, okay. Um, well, I, I think part of it is, <clears throat> I think what you're living in real time is the kind of one of the institutional traits of St. Louis soccer in general. And what I mean by that is, if there is a kid out there that... A, loves the game, B, excels at the game, they are going to move up. The system will notice it. These clubs see it. They all know, you know, if he would have stayed at River City and was playing at the level that he's playing now, forget about take training out of the equation, he'd be playing against teams in which those coaches are going to be like, no, 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 you, you know, like time what, to move what, up. Like what Chris Myhill did, uh, your son needs to be, Yeah. You know. In fact, his coach at River City was saying, Beck, I'm expecting that you will be... <laughs> Yeah. leaving to go By to way, another good team. good for that coach. Yeah. It, it, that, that's good on that coach. You don't, sometimes they want to hang on to those. I, I'm, that's really awesome to hear. Well, that that reminds me of uh, Jason Glover, yeah. right? Yeah. Over at St. Louis Steamers. Uh, he, he thrives on that. Like, he always jokes about, I love kids with shin guards on their calves. You know, like, <laughs> you know, because he just wants them to love the game. And then eventually, you always have that two, three, four percent of the players that they need to go up. You know, and it sounds like your son is is navigating it to a degree organically. I mean, it sounds like he's sending you the email. Hey, mom, here's the email. Fill this out. Right? I actually yeah, love that. I need more of my children to do that, please. <laughs> he, yeah. only, he, he only texts me in very, very uh, poorly spelled, you know. I don't know. He doesn't spell check his Does text. Does he use just emojis? Oh. And you got to like hieroglyphics? Yeah, mine's like IDK, KK, something, something. And yeah. I have to go. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Are, th is th are those abbreviations or misspellings? I don't know for sure. Yes. But, I, you know, for me, honestly, this is being driven by him. And I 
I feel bad for the kids whose parents are pushing them so hard in club because they think you're getting a college scholarship. You know, for me, I am doing this because it has been so beneficial for my son to excel and to find something that he is really good at. Um, he really struggled for, um, for sixth grade. We moved him from St. Margaret's to a charter school. He wanted a change and it was horrible. It was like this terrible experience for three months where there were just fights and he was getting beaten up and it was oh like God. total PTSD he had and it was terrible. Um, and, and I thought for a while, I have lost my son. He was not the kid he had been. It was, it was really hard for both of us. So soccer, I really feel, in many ways, saved him because here was something that he was good at, and people were praising him, and people were telling him, like, you know, you're really good, Besides and you should do this. Mom, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> and um, and then it was something he could really take ownership of because he's the one who has driven this whole thing of how he wanted to do it, and he's accomplishing his goals. And to see that he's back now, you yeah. know, he's he has gotten over that that trauma and he is owning this experience yeah. and it's just to see him accomplish his goals and then I can say see you could do this in school too like see, you could set these high goals for your classwork <laughs> and achieve that too you could drive that whole thing buddy yeah so for me like that is what's driving me is to see that he's really taken ownership of this he has set these super high goals because when he was telling me I'm going to make Gallagher ECNL I'm like okay you know I didn't tell him he couldn't but I thought in my head well, I hope he won't be disappointed if he doesn't. Right. But then he, here he is playing yeah. ECNL. So if that's what's driving me. I think, you know, I, I think if I were to tell a parent something, which they wouldn't listen, like, don't do this because you think your kid's going to get a college scholarship or you were looking at it for some future payoff. I'm, I'm just, you're living in the now. I'm living right? in the now. Like this is so good for him. And when he starts not liking it or he decides he wants to do something else, Okay. That's on his terms, though. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I love it because it's like, trust me, we are surrounded seven days a week with the spectrum. <clears throat> and well, you're you, on the academy side with, the, with that. I'm sure you have great parents as well, but I'm sure that that's, they're at a whole another level and could be playing since they were three because that, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and I, I, well, I have a 10-year-old too, so, and, and he's on his team, and so we're around... Uh, pods of parents often at all different levels but I think that like it, you know I, I view soccer parenthood from a graph standpoint it's a big bell curve yeah on one, on the one end you got parents who are like I love my kid no matter what have fun just give them a hug pat them you know the kid can have the worst game ever and the parents can be like you were great let's go get pizza right there's a small group of people that are that and then you go to the other end of the bell curve you have the parents that know their child is excelling, that kind of are there to support them, but are really, really cognizant, look, this is how the system works, and they don't freak out about it. And then you have the bell, mm -hmm. which is everybody else, and it's the parental expectations. And I think your story today, for those that are listening, just chill out a little bit. You know, let, let them lead and, and tell you what they want. Yeah. I, I love it. You know, kudos, kudos to you. Your, your learning curve, unbeknownst to you, has been exceptionally fast. <laughs> yeah, but I just loved how, how we opened the show and, and you being like, ah, you know, I'm not doing it right. I need to know more to talk. And it's like, we, we meet, JV and I immediately looked at each other like, no, this is exactly what. I mean, when I work with kids in mindset, sometimes they we have to have a conversation about the fact that they need to have a conversation with one or both parents about you know what that drive to a game looks like what do they need what do they um not need what does it need to look like after particularly a hard game uh or something that didn't go well at right when you get in the car at, we i don't remember what guest it was was like go get food right whoever we <laughs> talked to yeah. you, i don't remember yeah, who it was, but it was like just go eat um, those things that it's it's you take it down to its base level whether they're coming home from school on a bad day they're coming off a bad game or they're going to a high level game or at school they're going to have a major test that kind of it, we're a tuning fork in a way and and when we're our energy is bad or energy is disappointed or whatever that's not what they need in that moment they just need that you know 
okay, good. And it, I, I'm so, I'm so glad that he has that in you. Even you kind of downplayed it, but it's exactly what I think we need more of on parenting side. Where, well, where's the springtime trip, by the way? Because Vegas is in the fall. Oh yeah. Oh, let's see. We're going to Des Moines in a few weeks oh. and Kansas City and I think Virginia and oh, then San Diego. Ah, Moines, there you go. Des Moines was the coldest game oh. I've ever played in college. Is it <laughs> indoor like, or outdoor? I'm really hoping that Des Moines in February will be the indoor somewhere. The only thing somewhere. indoors in Des Moines oh, okay. are the cows. <laughs> it will be an outdoor game. We don't want them to die and get frozen to the <laughs> No, we need our but, beef. But we will let your kids. It was the only time on the bench I was a freshman at Lindenwood and Coach Debbie Washburn was like, see, get a sub. And I was, I wanted to go, no. I pass. Hard but, pass. Well, who schedules an outdoor game in Des Moines in February? Uh, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> But you do get San Diego in in uh, well, I late. Well, I won't get to go. What? Yes, my family's having a reunion, and you tell know, them to come to see to I San Diego. Know, I know. I'm, oh, this so you is, get to go to Arlington Heights <laughs> versus San Diego. Uh, I think we're having some reunion on a lake in Indiana somewhere, and I've already paid for that. So this will be the one trip that I will ship him off with another family. Apparently, that's done. He kept saying, "You don't have it, to go, it Mom. Is done. You don't it have is to go." True. It is true. It is true. <laughs> the, the only time we could do that. Many Many times in the past was because you had to travel with a family can't afford it can't afford it now but <laughs> so we've had a great time here thanks Mella Mushroom Sunset Hills I'm gonna be ordering a couple pizzas for later because I don't want to cook tonight but you uh I'm not no, I'm not cooking. I'll order your pizza and I will have, bring it home and in about 20 minutes it'll all be gone because they're heathens and they just eat all food my kids yeah I agree. Debbie, thank you. This has been a pleasure. Well, thank, thank you. Keep posting on Facebook about your trips and <laughs> spotting deer at Creepcore Lake. Uh, and to close out, like, follow, share, review, do all that fun stuff. It's free. It's the new year. Add it to your resolution list. And we'll catch you next time. See ya.